It's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. And good afternoon to all of you tuning in right now to the Guadalupe Radio Network here in South and Central Texas. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Are you ready for another local and live show with all things Catholic in the area? Well, God bless you and thank you for joining us. Uh, Julie, what do we have going on today for the show? Tell us, please. Well, we were thinking about what we would talk today, talk about today, and it's really important to remember that right now we're in a season of preparation for the season of penance, which is Lent. And so we thought we'd give some reflection and ideas to our listeners about how they can prepare for the upcoming season of Lent. And so we're hoping that this gives you a good running start and you can really be thinking about it because we would hate for you to get to Ash Wednesday and then just begin to think about what you're going to do for Lent. Right, or even next Monday. You know, I want you to make this the best Lent ever. Absolutely. Get the most out of it. People are always saying that, but let's do it this year. Right, right. Let's really, do it this year. really plan it out. Yes. I think it's a great, great way to... To approach it, folks. So please uh, tune in for some great tips. I think you're really, really going to get a lot out of it. In fact, I think this would probably be our, how does that work on Facebook Live? When you go back and you watch it again or views, <laughs> I, I need to see what the metrics are on that. But amen. Tune in for that. And of course, as we begin our, our, begin our show today, uh, we, we're going to start it with prayer, but I want to keep, want to remind you, I'll keep certain people in your prayers. Yes. Of course, everybody that's dealing with COVID-19, uh, Father John Montague, and Father yes. John, I'm sorry, Father George Montague and Father John Lias, I was putting them together, are both uh, diagnosed positive with uh, COVID-19. I understand that they're, they're hanging in there, uh, but please keep them in your prayers because they were up there in age. Um, mm-hmm. uh, although, and then this one, uh, although she didn't pass away from uh, uh, COVID-19, uh, Bishop Bullett's mama, uh, mother, passed away this past week um, at the beautiful age of 100. Oh, uh, Philomena. Philomena. Her name, they That's called her, her Pat. Yes. But her name was Philomena uh, Bullet. So keep them in your prayers. And anybody who's been diagnosed or who's struggling through it right now mm-hmm. or has lost the battle, uh, please keep them in your prayers. So if you please join with me in prayer uh, with this one uh, uh, titled uh, To You, O Blessed Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. To you, O Blessed Joseph. Do we come in our afflictions, and having implored the help of your most holy spouse, we confidently invoke your patronage also. Through that charity which bound you to the Immaculate Virgin Mother of God, and through the paternal love with which you embrace the child Jesus, we humbly beg beg you graciously to regard the inheritance which Jesus Christ has purchased by his blood, and with your power and strength to aid us in our necessities. O most watchful guardian of the Holy Family, defend the chosen children of Jesus Christ. O most loving Father, ward off from us every contagion of error and corrupting influence. O our most mighty protector, be kind to us and from heaven assist us in our struggle with the power of darkness. As once you rescued the child Jesus from deadly peril, so now protect God's Holy Church from the snares of the enemy, and from all adversity. Shield, too, each one of us by your constant protection, so that, supported by your example and your aid, we may be able to live piously, to die in holiness, and to obtain eternal happiness in heaven. Amen. Amen. St. Anthony of Padua and St. Josephine Baquita. Pray for us. Our Lady Guadalupe. 
Pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Absolutely fantastic prayer. I, I tell you, I just got to remind you, it's the official prayer of the year of St. Joseph. Yay. To you, O blessed Joseph. It was composed by Pope Leo XIII in his 1889 encyclical, Quam Quam Plurius. And the Holy Father asked that it be added to the end of the rosary, of course, <laughs> especially during October, the month of the Holy Rosary. And there is a partial indulgence attached to this. Um, Beautiful. And we're also encouraging everyone to, to put some form of prayer to St. Joseph in their daily prayer life yes. because we're celebrating the year of St. Joseph. So Amen. it's really important. Amen. Yeah, but there's so much. To, we need to have more shows <laughs> on St. Joseph. Sorry, I just had, uh, the topic of St. Joseph really gets me going. Well, his feast day is coming on, on March 19th, so we'll yep. have to make sure we build up to that because yeah. he's a Lenten um, feast. He's a Lenten saint. And his his feast day is huge. And during the year of St. Joseph, it should be huge. So we really are going to build up to talking about him as we get closer to his feast day. Amen. And with today's saint of the day, St. Josephine, Paquita. I mean, we have some uh, some wonderful friends of ours. They know us as who they have a child named after yes, Josephine. Yes, absolutely. So we think about her today. God bless you, sweet cheeks. Yes, and, and I like one of her quotes that that I saw on, on a post there on, on Facebook. Actually, I think it was her mom, Megan. Um, the Lord has loved me so much. We must love everyone. We must be compassionate. Now, I don't think everybody knows her story. And, and well, if you've watched EWTN, you know that they feature her her movie about her life every year. Um, they do it, I think, quite often, but especially around her feast day. She had a very, very hard life and was a slave and mistreated and just really suffered a lot and yet retained such joy amidst all her sorrowful life. And she's a perfect example <clears throat> of what it means to endure and persevere, even though you may have had a very life, a very hard life on earth because she kept her eyes on Jesus yeah. the entire time. So. I, I encourage you to look it up because it is, is heart-wrenching. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's amazing. So uh, St. Josephine Bakita, pray for pray us. Pray for us. Um, this coming Wednesday, you know, some, we've, we've touched on it on past marathons, um, and we keep <clears throat> talking about it on social media, of course, our newest stations um, <clears throat> within the Guadalupe Radio Network, which brings us up to, I think, 39 uh, wow, K, really? Thirty nine? Yeah, not quite to forty, but we're we're, we're wow. shooting for it. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Now that you say that, well, forty is a biblical lot. number, so we'll yeah, have to we'll have to look for try one. to hit that. Um, <laughs> K E E S, the keys, and I don't think it was meant this way. The keys to the kingdom is what I'm saying. Um, uh, we're going to do a kickoff show this coming Wednesday morning at That's eight o'clock across the entire network, uh, celebrating this new station. In the Diocese of Tyler. Tyler, Texas. Tyler, Texas. Bishop Strickland's Diocese, of course, whoop, out there. Whoop. Many of you all know who he is. We have the show on Fridays, um, the Bishop Strickland Hour. So yes. uh, so this show is going to be this coming Wednesday from 8 to 9. Please tune in. Yes. If you know anybody in the Diocese of Tyler, please tell them to tune in. It's yes. 1430 a.m. Plus there's an FM translator in the area. I forget the frequency, but we'll get it in a bit. Um, but please tune into the show. You can catch us online and all the good stuff on your app. Download your app if you haven't done that yet. And tell your friends all about our newest station. We want to welcome them to the Guadalupe Radio Network. Yes, and congratulations to the network. It is by the hard work of the <coughs> staff and also by the generosity of your listeners that That's we're right. able to spread the word and the gospel through the airwaves. That's so right. it's yet another opportunity to... 
to praise God. You know, we had there's a tagline um, that we've got on EWTN that says, uh, all Catholic all the time. But I know when Doug Pearson, God rest his soul, oh, was here, Doug. he used to always shoot for all Texas all the time. All so right. we're striving for it. Not quite there yet, but we're doing our very we're best. We're going to cover the whole world. You got it. <laughs> and then also, uh, this week is National Marriage Week. Yeah, you know, Woo. when we were at Holy Trinity this um, this past week for First Friday, I saw the signage and I thought, you know, I've heard of it before. We've never really focused on it, but it is a designation of the USCCB. I mean, it's yep. something that yep. the, the church is encouraging from the 7th through the 14th. Yes, Am I correct? and it's funny how I'm, I'm listening to my own advice that we gave with the intro about Lent, but we need to do that for, for Marriage Week. Absolutely. Hello, we're married. Hello, Absolutely. And I'm thinking of all the different... Uh, people that we know who work within the ministry of marriage and all the things that um, people can do to support their own marriages, maybe marriages that are doing very well, maybe the ones that are new and, and fresh, maybe the ones who have celebrated anniversaries. You and I just celebrated yes, our 25th wow. anniversary. Really bizarre that it's been that long. And then maybe those who have been married quite a long time, maybe those who are struggling. We we have beautiful friends, the Alexanders, who have yes, the Alexander House. Yep. And we often refer friends and, and family to them because they're doing good and holy work for marriages to help marriages. And it's just a great opportunity to focus on whatever aspect. If you are a married person, whatever aspect of life you're in right now with regard to holy, your holy matrimony, that we encourage you to celebrate that and work on that all the time. Amen. You not know, just for a week, right? Right, right. Not, <laughs> not just for a week. It should be a habit that you start and you maintain. Now, you mentioned for your marriage. Well, there's actually the website for yourmarriage.org. Right. You heard some spots on our station about that. But this week being National Marriage Week, they also have, and it ends on the 14th, say Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I think that I mean, was perfectly yeah, timed. I know, right? I'm yeah. sure it was. <laughs> um, this year, they have a retreat, a virtual or at home, I should say, retreat. Um, and it's titled To Have, To Hold, To Honor. Cool. Uh, you can get all the information uh, on at foryourmarriage.org. <laughs> I encourage you, if you download it and, and you look over it and you really like it, you know, again, share it on social media. Now, that seems to be one of the ways that people get the information out. Mm-hmm. Share it, share it, share it. In fact, on that note, if you're watching on Facebook or don't realize that we actually do this Facebook Live, <laughs> please, folks, tune into Why? Facebook. Why? We don't know, but know, we're doing right? it. Yeah, we keep talking about it. <laughs> um, take that video and click on the share button in the bottom left and uh, <laughs> let your friends know simply by clicking on the share button that you're watching us via Facebook. And in fact, cool. during the show, if you have any questions, that's right. Know, I keep the phone right next to me all the time or the, the app running. Um, put a question there. We've, we've uh, answered Hope uh, Garza's uh, questions in the past or yeah, made those points. If you have anything specific, um, I don't always look sit there looking at the phone because you can see me on the camera, uh, but sometimes I catch your yeah. questions that are on there. Would love to get some, some comments uh, regarding what we're talking about. And, you know, I, I want to mention one more thing about the, the week of celebrating marriage. Um, marriage is under such attack right now with um, all the rules and laws and maybe the, the way the culture is going um, a lot of people think uh, things that are not true about marriage. Um, it's a off. sacrament. It's yeah. a sacrament, and therefore it's holy. And um, it's between one man and one woman. And the world is telling us something very different. And a lot of people are not getting married anymore, or they're getting married very late in life. And uh, the culture has a lot of things wrong with regard to marriage. And we want to make sure that we are not only working on our own marriages and praying for other people's marriages, but praying in general for the sacrament of marriage, holy matrimony, to be taken seriously and cherished and uh, perpetuated because 
a lot of people aren't getting married anymore. They don't find that the uh, sacrament of matrimony is the path that they're going to get to heaven. And oh. you and I both know that um, our job, first and foremost, because that's our vocation, is to get each other to heaven. So I would encourage you, <laughs> I would encourage you to not take lightly the idea that, oh, this is the week for marriage and just think, if you're fine and dandy, if you're not fine and dandy, whatever, whatever we, you know, you mentioned your state of life as a married person, whatever that requires, but also add a little bit extra praying for marriage, for the sanctity and protection of holy marriage, because that's something that's very, very um, lacking in our society right now. And we need to pray for its protection. Society is built on the marriage because the marriage is the foundation of the family and the family is the foundation of the society. So it has to be so the So goes seed. the family, so goes the nation. Absolutely. So, so let's pray for, for marriages everywhere. Amen. Amen. Um, uh, of course, this being the year of St. Joseph, uh, I'll say a blessed year, St. Joseph. Yay, St. Joseph. Um, you know, there's a website the that, that I found. Oh, yeah, please show that. You know, definitely do the, the, the consecration of St. Joseph. consecration, absolutely. Uh, there's a website called Year of St. Joseph, stjoseph.org. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm learning all the time, and I forget all the time, too. But, you know, <laughs> it talks, it shares with you information about, like, the Seven Sundays devotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, to St. Joseph, how, you know, we should strive to to attend Saint, seven Sundays in a row Holy Mass, but also by receiving Holy Communion in his honor on these seven uh, consecutive Sundays. Uh, there, this website has prayers in honor of the seven mm-hmm. sorrows and the seven joys, which we're going to touch a little bit on when yeah. we switch over to our first segment. Very cool. Um, uh, I, which I didn't, again, didn't realize they were there. I just heard it talked about, but there's the prayers there as well. Yeah. Of course, this practice can be uh, done at any time of the year, but, you know, hey, get on it. Get on it right it's away. It's the year of St. Joseph. Better, yeah. no better time than now. Um, it's a perfect time to do it, especially the Sundays uh, preceding the solemnity of St. Joseph, March 19th. Is, is it on the 19th? Yeah. This year? I mean, it's not Sunday? Oh, gosh, I don't, I don't know. know. Is I it should, on should, Sunday, really? I'm sure I didn't, we'll I didn't see the day of the week. Yeah, anyway, so great. you get a chance, go to yearofstjoseph.org. Mm-hmm. It's filled with lots of information. Yeah, we'll don't share. forget that Wednesdays are dedicated to oh, St. Yes, Joseph that's right, just that's regularly. Right. So we can also celebrate St. Joseph on Wednesdays. Every every Wednesday of the year, be dedicating your rosary. Always. Always. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, it's, it's a good and holy thing to do, folks. Please uh, think about doing it. And if you're already doing it, like Michelle, oh, McLean, of course, put it on there. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? <laughs> Hoping Absolutely. to see you soon. Um, uh, but uh, folks, share that devotion. You know, yes. First and I share, 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 buddy. Yes, share, share, share. And, and, and we're, we're showing you the book, Consecration of St. Joseph, which was written by Father Del- Donald Calloway, who's just fantastic. And I was actually watching him. He has um, uh, a YouTube uh, post that he's doing for the year of St. Joseph. And I, I saw that he is actually writing another... Uh, many of you may not know that he wrote a letter to Pope Francis oh, asking right. him to um, proclaim a year of St. Joseph. And he was as excited as everyone else, even probably more so, about it because he had already come out with his year. <laughs> and now he's petitioning uh, the Holy Father to please um, uh, proclaim the, the feast of the holy spouses of Joseph and Mary, Oh, wow. um, which I believe was January 27th, 23rd, something like that. And he wants that to be a holy day of obligation and to be, so he's really <laughs> wow. going hardcore with St. Joseph and everything. That's so cool. I, I encourage you to go to find him on the internet and follow him because he's doing posts about St. Joseph. He's teaching you about St. Joseph and he's really just fantastic. And if you want to learn during the year of St. Joseph, 
all about St. Joseph, you've got to seek out Father Donald Calloway. Just think about that. So we're talking Marians about St. Joseph. Immaculate Conception. I know. It's beautiful. And we're sitting there smiling about it. <laughs> you need some fantastic. joy right now? Yeah. yeah definitely want to, want to make sure and do, focus on Now, eh, a little bit of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not selfishness. But, you know, yesterday was the feast of St. Richard the King. Yeah. <laughs> who, who I believe died in the year 720-ish. Uh, he's also known as uh, Richard the Pilgrim. Which I am not a pilgrim. Oh, well, I guess I was. You're a pilgrim. Yeah, 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 Everyone's okay. a pilgrim. I'm on a journey to heaven. Okay, good. Got it. <laughs> um, he was a Saxon king born in Wessex, England, who was related by blood to the royal house of Kent. Cool. Not our engineer, Kent Loney, but the royal house of Kent. <laughs> um, his brother-in-law was St. Boniface, fancy. and three of his children... Three of I know, children. so last night we were talking about this, and I was like, okay, so we have four kids. They don't know this. <laughs> they are numbered among the saints. That's really cool. St. Willibald, St. Winnebald, Willa, Willie, and Winna, <laughs> and then St. Walburga. As in, Great I, names. I I'm not sure if we would ever have put those in our list of yeah, possible names yeah, for children. <laughs> but we were joking last night because we were praying for you and your and your patron, uh, St. Richard. And we were saying, hey, uh, you know, we have we have one baby in heaven, but we have four kids on earth. And we said, you know, hey, uh, St. Richard had three saints, that children saints. And I thought to myself, OK, one of you better step <laughs> it up because... The other one's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. A, a little bit more about St. Richard the King. When Willibald was, a, was gravely ill as a child, Richard's prayers for his son are said to have saved his life. Wow. He wrapped his child in a blanket and took him to the foot of a large crucifix erected wow. near their village. And the child recovered. And when, when Willibald was grown, he was convinced his father and brother, oops, he convinced them uh, to his father and brother, to accompany him on a missionary pilgrimage to Rome and the Holy Land. Now, remember, back then, there wasn't, there wasn't cars. I right. Mean, it was a long, arduous trip when journey. you went on pilgrimage. That's right. So, as we know him now, St. Richard, he agreed. He renounced his royal estate and embarked wow. on the journey with his two sons. Wow. While his daughter entered a co- convent. <laughs> wow. Um, in Italy, he became sick and he died. So, I guess he never really? made it to the Holy Land. Wow. And was buried in Tuscany at the church of San Frediano, Frediano. Numerous miracles are reported to have occurred at his tomb. Some of his relics were transported to Eichstadt, Germany, where his son, Winnebald, would become bishop. Wow. And his feast day is celebrated on February 7th. St. Richard the King, pray for us. Very cool. And considering your last name is Raynam, which means queen. King. Yeah. That's kind of close. A little bit of a tie. A little bit of a close. twist. That's really weird. cool. <laughs> so cool. Now, who's hey, the saint David? who looks like you? That's St. Henry the saint? also. St. Henry yeah. the Oso. This, if y'all were to see the holy card of St. Henry the Oso, you would see he looks a lot like yeah. Richard Reyna sitting right in front so of him. So there's, really there's, there's a challenge there. So got to live up to those shoes. You so. got to look up your saints, people, yeah. because it's so important. You, there's a lot of saints you'll, you'll, be, you'll fall in love with for different reasons. And don't forget to find your patron for your name, because that's really important, too. There's a whole army yeah. of saints well, and witnesses trying to help each one of us get to heaven. You know, what's funny is, you know, at the program, I remember being at the Pilgrim Center of Hope for... We did a live remote and a, or, or a kickoff <laughs> yes, show right. or did a raffle show or something like that. And I realized outside, I'm not sure how I noticed it. I think when I either showed up there that day, but they have a statue of St. Henry the Oso. I know. It's so funny. That's, like, the, that's a perfect example of, of not noticing the familiar when something is like around you Sorry. all the time. You <laughs> tend to, to pass it by and not actually stop and, and smell the roses, should we say? Yeah. And it's a great statue there on the property of the Pilgrim Center so of Hope. Very many cool. of y'all don't know, and I was going to put the camera on our little Stella, because <laughs> Stella's in the, in the, in the room Stella's with us. Stella's in the house. But I know whenever I get excited, I go, what? 
And I didn't know I went so high, but they are always telling me not to do that. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that, folks. In your ear. Sorry about that. Um, look at that. Myra is tuning in right now. How are you Yay, doing, Myra? Hey, Myra. Um, but last but not least, before we head off to our break and come back with our segment, um, the car raffle. Folks, we're still doing the car raffle. In fact, this coming week, yeah. I just got word that we're probably going to be in Castroville, uh, cool. either at Zook's. Um, um, meat store, meat market, sorry, Ooh. or Habie's Bakery, both Catholic-owned wow. establishments there in Casterville. And When uh, is this? When so are you going to be there? I, I'm not sure. I went to see the exact date, but I got confirmation right before the show saying wow. it's, it's, it's they connected for us, somebody there, Jerome, our wonderful Jerome. So you're making me think of meat and sweets, which are things that we're going to talk about. Don't, 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 don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Unless you need to find out about that. But yes. Hello, Eduardo Castillo. Way to go. Good. I'm glad you're tuning in. So basically, you're going to be two places that are delicious. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the, the <laughs> car. So we do these live remotes to bring the opportunity out to you, yeah. our listeners, to buy your raffle tickets that support Guadalupe Radio Network. This year, we're, off, we're raffling off a 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. Yeah, nothing special. Yeah, just a swanky just, just, car. Yeah, yeah. So the tickets are $25 <laughs> a piece or a book of Very five cool. for $100. So yeah. Get your tickets, or you can get them on our website at grnonline.com. Just scroll to the very bottom to the left, and you'll find the link. So Very cool. Tune in for that. We will give you the information. But we're going to head off to a break right now. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is your chance to support Guadalupe Radio Network and win a fancy car. Our annual car raffle is underway and you could win a 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. But your time is limited, so purchase your ticket today. The tickets are only $25 each. Imagine a Mercedes-Benz for only $25. Or you can get five for just $100. Win a Mercedes-Benz and the GRN car raffle. Visit grnonline.com or call 210-579-9844. Join 1 million volunteers worldwide and help end abortion where you live by participating in the February 17th to March 28th, 40 Days for Life Vigil. Let God use you to save a life, change the heart of an abortion worker, and close your local abortion facility. Visit 40daysforlife.com and sign up to pray. Now is the time to be part of the beginning of the end of abortion. You're listening to Rise and Walk with my dad and mom, Richard and Julie Reyna. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. The universe is filled with order from top to bottom. And it's a beautiful order. And not only is it beautiful, it's order that we can actually comprehend. And it's almost as if we have been made to be able to comprehend that order in the universe, to be able to contemplate it so that we can see maybe that purpose behind it. Please visit Father Spitzer's website, magiscenter.com, to watch this beautiful and important video about purpose and God's creation. That's magiscenter.com. Hey, Cecil, I'm really excited about how our new show, Back to the Father, is going so far. I know. Each Friday at 4 p.m. Central, I've enjoyed learning how to apply the teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas and his Summa Theologica to everyday life. Yeah, life can get so complicated, we really need to focus on our final end, God himself, in the midst of our lives that can get so busy and can be filled with so many distractions. Cecil, you there? Hmm? Oh, sorry. I was just watching a cute puppy video. Ugh. Now, back to Rise and Walk 
with Richard and Julie. That's right. You just finished hearing about one of our newest shows on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Uh, Back to the Father with uh, Dave Palmer, Executive Director. Woo-hoo-hoo. And, of course, his assistant, Cecil. I think that's her title. Oh, well. If not, I just gave you her a new title. You just gave her a new title. That's uh, yeah, awesome. So, She'll like um, it. Friday's at 4 o'clock. So tune into that show Very and learn cool. just a little bit more yeah. about uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. I think I got that right. Okay. So, Lent. Oops, i got to turn the camera. So I'm going to pay attention. There you Lent. go. Sorry, sorry, Lent. Sorry, sorry. Lent is Lent. coming? Really? Lent. I didn't even know. Yes, it's coming at us fast. And we were going to talk about it. <laughs> Probably next week, but we got uh, the San Antonio Catholic <coughs> Men's Conference uh, as our as our topic for next week because that's coming fast too. Yeah. Um, but you know, Julie, do do we do we really need to prepare for Lent? You well, know, you know what's it really funny, no yeah, is we alluded to it at the beginning of the show, saying that you know we really didn't want people to just Ash Wednesday just sneaks up on you and all of a sudden you're going hmm. And I've done this before. Hmm, <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do for Lent? Oh, I don't know. I'll do the standard, give up candy, you know, yeah. whatever, yeah. you know, and just kind of like barely think about it. And then the whole season, which could be incredibly fruitful, literally just passes you by. And if you're a kind of a, you know, if you've ra- been raised Catholic, there's that little prick of guilt every so often. You're just like, oh, I'm not doing very much or I'm hardly did anything. Or I'm not really very devoted. And, oh, and then you start to feel bad about yourself. And the next thing you know, it it's over. And Easter's there, and you don't feel like it's as celebratory as it could have been because you didn't really celebrate the Lenten season properly. Yeah, and 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 the fact that we didn't grasp that, right? You know, and funny, and we're typical talking, Catholics, right? We're yes. typical Catholics. Um, as you're talking, of course, <laughs> I've had. I'm going to say it again: my little caffeine in my mug. Um, all these things are popping in my head right, right. of what we could have done better. Can sure, we really do that? Sure. Do we shoot for too high? Do we, do we aim low? I mean, again, it takes lots of prayers. And the Catholic Church has so many wonderful ways to enrich your Lent and to make it for more fulfilling. Right. And even the little uh, uh, studying we were looking uh, at right. preparing for the show was so, just I mean, amazing. We, well, it's so funny. I mean, here we are, cradle Catholics, right? We went to Catholic school. We are raised in Catholic families. And there's so much that we just don't know, have never heard of, maybe nev- never celebrated, weren't aware that it was something that we could do. Um, I was, you know, thinking about, you know, uh, our our daughter, our oldest daughter, is going to be twenty one on the seventeenth of February. I don't know how that happened because you and I are just thirty two, so yeah, I don't know how that, that worked out. I don't get that. But uh, her her birthday is right the day before Ash Wednesday, and it's kind of like one of those things where you, when you're a spring baby or a late late winter baby, sometimes that happens depending on the liturgical feast days. And and so her day her birthday falls on. Shrove Tuesday. And I remember hearing this term, maybe not so long ago, but hearing it and thinking, what in the world does that mean? Shrove Tuesday, never heard of it. Now, a lot of us have heard of things like Mardi Gras, right? Oh. And <laughs> Fat Tuesday. Well, right? Uh, We've all of heard of that. But, but how many of us have actually heard the term Shrove Tuesday? And what does that mean? So I was looking it up and I was kind of, you know, as usual, my eyebrows were going up because I was thinking, oh, I've never... You know, and for all those Catholics who have hey. been in the know, please know that, you know, hey, I'm, a, I'm a learning Sorry. Catholic, right? <laughs> I'm a learning Catholic. So I'm a practicing Catholic. That means I'm practicing it. So for a lot of us, maybe we grew up and we've never heard of the phrase or the term Shrove Tuesday. Shrove is the past tense of shrive, and shrive means to hear confession. So it kind of harkens to the whole idea of 
the preparation before Lent, you go to confession, you receive your absolution, and then you also receive your penance, which is what the priest asks you to do to complete your absolution and sort of like the cycle of I've been penitent, I've I've confessed, and I've been absolved, and now I'm going to offer this prayer, some sort of reparation. And so we think about that and we think, okay, well, that's that's a good and holy thing and we should be doing that anyway. But I mean, Shrove Tuesday actually tells you. So basically you're saying, you know, like, let's get to confession, get our absolution, be ready by given, be, being given our penance, and then meditate on that penance throughout the Lenten season. Throughout the throughout Lenten the, season. I know. Can you imagine? We, we that are so squirrel, we're just not focused on anything. We're supposed to focus on this whole thing for 40 days, right? And and maybe just be penitential in general. But it's interesting because Shrove Tuesday, there's this tradition that I hadn't even heard about. And I'm sure people are going to be going, Julie, Julie, Julie. How could you not know this? Did you all know that Shrove Tuesday is like a, a thing with pancakes? Like the whole, and there's probably parishes which, galore which who are going, no oh my gosh, Julie, have you never <laughs> been to this Knights of Columbus Pancake Tuesday? Okay, so Shrove Tuesday is a thing where, because in the olden days, people were giving up milk and eggs and butter and fat and all that jazz. They were giving it up, so they they were cooking everything that they had of these things right before Lent began because they knew they weren't going to be able to consume any of these things. And so pancakes Hence. are kind of a beautiful <laughs> compilation of all these lovely ingredients. So a lot of people celebrate Shrove, Shrove Tuesday the day pancakes. before Ash Wednesday. <laughs> I know, now I want pancakes. Um, I hop here, you come, right? No, I think that you should make them at home. Yeah. So um, you make all these, uh, you use all these items to make things like pancakes, and it's sort of a way to like follow that tradition of, okay, we're not going to consume these things and we're going to make it all right now. Now, what's interesting is that um, I've heard Father Pacwa talk about this, about how the day before Ash Wednesday really should not be a day of overindulgence. Now, I'm the first to say it's... Totally that, that's easy what to grown up with. That's slide what we thought right it in was, there, right? Slide right? right in there and go, okay, I'm not going to be able to have candy or whatever I'm giving up for 40 days. So I'm going to like get miserably drunk and filled with all the things that I want to have that I'm not going to be able to have when I'm fasting from them. And Father Paco, I remember very distinctly looking actually very disappointed because he recognizes that over the course of time, our culture, our Catholic culture has really sort of slipped into this idea that the day before Ash Wednesday is a day of complete indulgence and you're doing everything you're not going to get to do for 40 days. And isn't that sort of, you know, like um, um, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, I just I feel like, you know, we're just kind of like, you know, to indulge in say, I'm not saying everything that we're indulging in is evil, but I'm just saying, you know, it kind of look at it that way. Like if you're indulging in all the things that maybe you are going to give up, is that really the best way to like, Nope. Start. That's like saying, I'm going to give up drugs tomorrow. And then like, you know, so do a bunch taking of every drug before the day before that doesn't like really make sense. And stuff like that. I don't know what that's what you mean. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure that- <laughs> so, you know, so the reason why we're doing the show is to sort of like help people prepare in their minds and their hearts, what they're going to be doing, and really looking forward to it, and looking at their traditions of the church. Well, you know, one of the traditions for little 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 Sex a Jessima and what's the other one? Quan, Quinn, the the five version of that. Yeah, Seven, say six, that. five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, the, we're new Latin mascots. Yeah. Tell? So how they help prepare you for. Lent. Right. It's uh, literally counting the days 
uh, to include Lent, but preparation prior to Lent, and it's just it's marking the time. There's a lot of holy numbers in the church, and so we're we're marking the days, um, counting not counting Sundays, is it? I think it's not counting Sundays. Yes. Um, but it's it's the whole idea that the church, in her beauty and her goodness, gives us all kinds of preparation, all kinds of seasons, all kinds of resources and sacraments and holy days it's and all kinds so of things. It's so enriching. We forget how beautiful We just beautiful need to take advantage of it. It's so fantastic. <laughs> so right now we're in the time of preparation for the season of Lent. Amen. And that's what we should be doing. So we're going to be talking about that. Yes. So it's not this whole, like you mentioned a little while ago, uh, gluttonous <laughs> and go. No, no. Just right. prepare. Right. Prepare. Like we were talking about we should have done for the week of marriage. We didn't right. do that. But now we have an opportunity to prepare for right. Lent. Right. What are some tips and how can we do that just okay. a little bit better? So obviously, if you grew up in the Catholic faith, all you've ever heard about during Lent is to pray, fast, and give, al- give alms. Those are the three things that we're told we really need to focus on during Lent. And absolutely, they're so important. I mean, um, those are the, the reason why they tell us that is because those things are very, very fruitful to do. And before we get into that, I want to make sure that we... Um, listen to a quote from Pope Benedict the 14th, because this quote is fantastic and it really encapsulates everything that Lent is about. So this is a quote from Pope Benedict the 14th and it says, the observance of Lent is the very badge of Christian warfare. Uh, This is very interesting. Listen to that. By it, we prove ourselves not to be enemies of Christ. By it, we avert the scourges of divine justice. Okay, so those first three sentences are crazy. Okay, let me say those first sentences again. The observance of Lent is the very badge of Christian warfare. By it, we prove ourselves not to be enemies of Christ. By it, we avert the scourges of divine justice. He goes on to say, by it, we gain strength against the princes of darkness, for it shields us with heavenly help. Should men grow remiss in their observance of Lent, it would be a detriment to God's glory, a disgrace to the Catholic religion, and a danger to Christian souls. Neither can it be doubted that such negligent negligence would become the source of misery to the world, of public calamity, and of private woe. You know, going back to your comment wow. two weeks ago about <laughs> language, if you listen to what you just said, Holy we should post moly. that. That I is mean, an incredible quote. I heard so this quote. I heard this quote and I went, wow. And it's, you know, I was talking, we were talking before this about how we're so soft. We're so weak right now. I mean, we're so used to being, I mean, we're a culture of instant gratification. We're used to getting everything quickly having everything at our fingertips. We can order anything we want and it's at our doorstep. We can have any kind of food we want at any time of day or night. We can have everything at the touch of our fingers. And we're so spoiled. I hate to say it because it sounds like, oh, you know, we should be thankful for our blessings. And we absolutely should. I mean, all the um, benefits of all the technology and the industrialization, all things we have in this world, it absolutely is a blessing and and a benefit. But it's also made us crazy soft so when we think about you know preparing for lent and we're like hmm should i give up chocolate or should i give up one i mean that's how soft we are i mean the people in the old world in catholicism were giving up eggs and milk and butter and fat and meat and 
I mean, they were going like literally hardcore, like no so turkey. Are you saying we're going to do that hardcore, in the Reina yeah, household? Yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's incredible. So when you see this quote from Pope Benedict XIV and you think, this is a badge of Christian warfare. Okay, so we're living in really hard times right now. Are we? I don't know. Some people could argue, oh my goodness. You know, we've had harder There's a variety of, of listeners right. out there that are, that are going through different struggles. So we'll right. And we could also say, oh, my goodness, we're living in very hard times right now. This is very scary. I mean, there's a lot of crazy going on right now. And absolutely, we're living. Remember how John Ed always says in such a time as this, you know, the Bible scripture tells us you are perfectly willed into existence at the absolute perfect time you're supposed to be. So we're supposed to be here right now. We're supposed to be living in this time. And yet we're surrounded by all this softness, all this luxury, all this indulgence. And then we hear Pope Benedict XIV say, the observance of Lent is the very badge nice. of Christian warfare. By it, we prove ourselves not to be enemies of Christ. Basically, he's telling us, if we don't bother with Lent, <laughs> and what are we say- what, if we don't bother with Lent, what are we saying about our devotion to Jesus, mm. to our Lord Jesus Christ as Christians? Are we wearing it, and not as a prideful badge, as a sign, penance, penance, penance. I'm reminded of the angel at Fatima. He uh, comes and he says, penance, penance, penance. And Our Lady says, make reparation. Reparation. reparation, This is our moment, people. Lent is our moment. (laughs) So so you you, you mentioned the the chocolate and indulgence, and and I I remember before the show, this is always the challenge preparing before the show. We talk about all these wonderful things, and my brain thinks, we talked about that. Explode. Uh, But did you mention (laughs) carnival? No, okay, so why don't you, you want to mention <laughs> no, 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 it? Okay, no. okay so so um, some of the things, ideas we have, we have a lot of ideas for each of the pray, fast, and and give alms, but we were really interested because we're, we're trying to learn a yes. lot of Latin. We're trying to wow. learn the Greek, um, you know, foundations of words and things. And once again, you mentioned, I'm very and intrigued by, by things. Yeah, yeah it's like Rio de Janeiro and, and mm. Louisiana Carna- or New Orleans Carnival. and everything. Whoa, There's Carnival, a lot of, but... you know, indulgence that happens. Mardi Gras, right? Carnival, all that stuff. But if you look at the, the, the word, you break down the word Carnival, it really means goodbye to meat or meatless or you know yeah see a meat because we're about to give and up mardi gras means by the fat meat yes right oh, and yeah. so that i think it's french right that's french I have but no anyway idea. so what's yes. really interesting is that <laughs> we've slipped into this um this spiral of really indulging a lot right before this season and to be honest with you very few of us are really doing much penance or really giving a lot up because, like I said, we've just become so soft. And I'm not saying everybody and not me. I'm right. saying I'm absolutely part of the problem. And what's really interesting is that um, in 1748, the same Pope Benedict the Fourteenth instituted what's called the 40 Hours of Carnival. And it's, uh, it's whereby prayers were offered and the Blessed Sacrament was exposed in churches during the three days prior to Ash Wednesday. Wow. So this is another great reason why we're talking about it way ahead of time. Because you know how you go, oh, Julie Rayna, you just told me about the feast that's, that's today, and I wish I could have, <laughs> or that was yesterday, and, and I wish I could have participated, and now I have a whole year. And you and I both know we're going to forget before the whole year happens, unless we mark it down. So this is an opportunity for us to get ahead of it and say, okay, one of the traditions of the church instituted by Pope Benedict Fourteenth was 40 hours of carnival where you go in front of the blessed sacrament and Eucharistic adoration because our Lord is exposed in the tabernacle and the monstrance during the first three days, the three days preceding Ash Wednesday. So what is that? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yep. Right. 
So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday of what? Next week? Is it already yep. next week? Okay. So oh my gosh, I'm already in a time time warp. So it's a perfect opportunity. So say you're going, Lord, I don't know what to do for Lent. I'm hearing Julie and Richard talk about this. And I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do? I have no and now idea. you're asking me to do stuff before Lent? Right. And so, but what's the great thing is that you can say, okay, well, okay, I'm going to try to, to do this, the 40 hours. And I'm not saying you need to do 40 hours. I'm just saying that this is what he called it and probably was the tradition. But maybe what you can do is spend those three days prior to Ash Wednesday, maybe, maybe go to adoration. If you can go to adoration all three days for just 15 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever your station in life allows you to do, I know many people are having adoration via via the internet. If you are elderly and you can't do it and you think, oh my goodness, Julie Rain is telling me to go see Jesus and I cannot go right now, our Lord is, ble- is, is present in, on the internet. He can use technology. He can use anything. So make it a point and maybe make that your prayer when now, you go course, into adoration. Of course, in person is best. So I want to make Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. In person <laughs> is always best. Absolutely. But maybe make that your prayer. Go before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and ask him, what do you want me to do for Lent, Lord? Give me, pray, pray about that and just say, I'm here, I'm open. What do you want me to do? And he'll place it on your heart. So with that, we're going to take another quick break. And okay. when we get back, we're going to t- share with you some more tips of things to do during that. Pray we talked a lot. give Yes, yeah. I mean, there's such, so many wonderful things. Hopefully we will help you have the best Lent ever. God bless you. And we'll be right back with more Rise of the Walk. Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, this is Bishop Strickland, Bishop of the Diocese of Tyler. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna here on the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Did you know that there's a way to support Guadalupe Radio and win a fancy car? The annual Guadalupe Radio Network's car raffle is underway, and you can win a 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. The tickets are only $25 each, or you can get five for just $100. That's like buying four, get one free. To buy a raffle ticket, visit grnonline.com or call 210-579-9844. It's more than a landmark of Corpus Christi, Texas. The chapel's 75-foot blue dome is adorned with gold stars representing Our Lady of Guadalupe and the star of the new evangelization. Hi, this is Len Oswald, president of the Guadalupe Radio Network with another GRN Family Minute. Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel is not just visually stunning in its grandeur and size, it's beautifully ornate golden retablo towering high above the altar, revealing a large monstrance with the Eucharist exposed, drawing your gaze to heaven and to God himself. No, this is also the very chapel where the Holy Mass is broadcast live across the GRN, Monday to Friday at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. It is run by the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, SOLT, a society made up of priests, consecrated persons, and laity. Broadcasting the beauty of the Holy Mass from the amazing SOLT Chapel each weekday is just one more reason why the GRN is truly Radio for Your Soul. 
Instead of fighting the crowds, isn't it so much easier to hop online and do your shopping in the comfort of your own home? Did you know that you can help the Guadalupe Radio Network when you shop online? All you need to do is shop on Amazon Smile and 0.5% of your purchase goes to the GRN. Just go to AmazonSmile.com and select La Promesa Foundation as your nonprofit of choice. La Promesa is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio. It's that simple to give a little extra help to the Guadalupe Radio Network. Now, back to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie. And we are back, folks. I do want to thank, uh, uh, of course, <laughs> Ramon and Pat and Lupe and Yay. Cruz for tuning in. Of course, our uh, we should be able to give top badge. I know, no kidding. Wouldn't that be awesome? Top fans could, to Michelle McClain. reach Woo-hoo. through into the Facebook <laughs> and just like put a little sticker on you. You're a warrior. What is it? A go. warrior of... Warrior of GRN. Uh, yeah, badge of, of Christian warfare. That's there. what it is I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, so we've got a lot to cover in just the few minutes that we've got left of the show. Um, when we talk about Lent and we talk about the three things that we're usually reminded to do, yep, pray, prayer, fast, fast, and give up. alms, um, many people may not be thinking about doing certain things as far as prayer. Now, obviously, things come to mind like attending Holy Mass if you're able, um, obviously reading scripture, and and that's really, really important. I, I think of it's something that you and I always say we are very um, lacking in. We need to make that more part of our daily lives. But I, I would like to also encourage you, you know, we're always talking about praying the Holy Rosary. And I heard someone t- say today, you know, pray an extra rosary. And I thought to myself, whoa, there's something like out of the box. Because for a lot of people, praying one rosary is a really big deal. It's just I mean, 15 It's still minutes. a very big struggle to get yourself to pray the rosary. Some of us, however, are praying a rosary. Maybe you pray another rosary for the day. Maybe you meditate on a different set of mysteries than the one that is being called for that day. Maybe you meditate on the seven sorrows of Our Lady. That's really important to be doing. I mean, here we are talking about in Lent, we're talking about uh, the we're get, we're going toward the passion of Christ. We're getting towards the crucifixion and all that the uh, the uh, triduum uh, brings us to, and and the culmination of everything right before Easter. And so, it would be beautiful to meditate on the seven sorrows of Mary, the seven sorrows of Saint Joseph, being where in the mm. year of Saint Joseph he had seven sorrows. Yeah. He had seven things that pierced his heart and and soul with pain because of uh he was experiencing um sadness and struggle and he was a real person yeah, yeah. So, life wasn't, you know wasn't, life wasn't easy yeah life wasn't easy also I, I could recommend something one of my patrons is saint bridget um of sweden and if you have this book i don't know if many of you have it but i've mentioned it several times and mine's really beaten up because i carried it in my purse this is the pieta book and in it the very first thing that is offered in this pieta book is the prayers of saint bridget of Sweden, and there are fifteen prayers, and there's amazing promises. Because there's two prepared. Saint Bridget's. Yes, there's a Saint Bridget of Ireland, right. but this is Saint Bridget of Sweden, and she is fantastic because she had these beautiful mystic um, visions, and our Lord gave her all these beautiful uh, insights into His passion and death. And if you really want to meditate on His passion and death, these fifteen prayers are glorious, and there's very beautiful um, graces and blessings. That come with that. You it's can funny. also go ahead. I was going to say, there's a there's a wonderful story that we have regarding that Pieta prayer book, but we'll share that Absolutely. at another time. Absolutely, oh, you can great. talk about that prayer book for forever. <laughs> also, very similar to the prayers of Saint Bridget, because you're meditating on his sorrows, is the Stations of the Cross. And I saw once again Catholic icing. I'm telling you, Michelle McLean is very right in thinking that we need to get this girl Lacey, who has this website called Catholic Icing. She 
she's just a Catholic mom who is brilliant and she's had this website on for forever because I mean I have used this website as a fantastic resource for forever. If you go to her website, catholicicing.com, you can find all kinds of ideas on things to do throughout the liturgical year. And Michelle McLean and I talked about this during the time we were talking about Advent and all things you could do to prepare your children for Christmas. Now we're talking about preparing for Lent. And Mm. she's got some great ideas on how to bring kids through the season. And for instance, she has this great idea with to do with eggs and Stations of the Cross. It's just brilliant. I mean, this girl's <laughs> okay. very creative. Catholic icing Catholic icing dot com, I believe, or okay, dot org. Or, you or, can look. You, it'll come up really quickly if you just put in Catholic icing. It'll come up. She has ideas like burying the Alleluia. You know, we don't say Alleluia during Lent because we're. Right. That's the song of the angels and the saints uh, glorifying God in heaven. And during Lent, we're we're take that take was taken away from us, right? Because we're. We're being penitent and we're not celebratory right, right at that time. Right. So she has this great idea where she takes a little box and she, she takes the wooden letters of Alleluia and she puts it in the box and then she buries it under like, you know, paper grass or whatever. It's the idea that you don't, you're teaching your teeny weeny little children. This is not something that we speak right now because it's such going to be such celebration when we come to the Easter season. Because when, when we start doing it on, on, on Holy Saturday, <laughs> Easter Vigil, I mean, yeah, it's not jumping magnificent. The bells are ringing and all that stuff. So also putting purple in your home. I mean, we dress for mass in purple during all the the Sundays of Lent and Mm -hmm. Advent. That's something. Be liturgical. We talk about that being liturgical. So wear wear purple during the the season of Lent. Also, have your kids. We did this several years where your kids would write down the things that they're going to give up. And they would literally, we would print it out and put it in the kitchen and we would have it posted so that the yeah. kids would remember and we would all remember because it's good to kind of help each other. Hey, remember you were going to give that up or whatever. Well, I'd include in there, put it on the, on the, on the bathroom mirror. Absolutely. Dry yeah, marker. we do that a lot. We do a dry erase uh, marker on the mirror to remind ourselves of yep. things. It's a great opportunity. It, you'll commit more if you actually put it in writing, right? right? right and if you right. make the list ahead of time, it's something that you can do really well. Now, as far as fasting, this is a really interesting topic because like I mentioned before, in the olden days, we used to give up a lot of things, and, and the fasting was much more strict, and there were a lot of things that we used to do that we don't necessarily do now that the church, in her wisdom or in her change, does not necessarily require us to do anymore. You can, of course, be as extreme or as light as you want to because you know your own health issues, you know your own position in life, right, all right. those things. We would never encourage you to do something that was too extreme. Always make sure if you have a spiritual director, if your pastor knows your situation very well, that if you're considering to do doing something that may or may not be a good idea for you, please pass it by your pastor, your spiritual director, and ask them, do, is this, do you feel that this is okay for me? And sometimes they may tell you, no, I think that's too extreme. Yeah, so if you don't have a spiritual director, that's what Julie's mentioning, <clears throat> uh, talk to your pastor. But if you don't have a spiritual director, seek one out. Right, seek one out, because it's such Get a one. beautiful thing to have that relationship and that spiritual guidance from your from your pastor or your priest. Um, but what's really important about fasting and what I, I learned to really consider is, okay, so you're fasting. Say you've picked something wonderful. I I was thinking about a billion things we could fast from, you know, the, the dessert and the coffee and the wine and everything like that. I was thinking about wine in particular because I think a lot of women are being sold on the yeah, idea of having wine all the no, time. you don't need to fast from wine. Yeah, I, I never drink deal. wine, which is kind <laughs> so. of like easy for me to say, right? Also, like coffee, fancy coffees. Oh, my gosh. If you drive by Starbucks, they have, 
I mean, it's. I mean, if you ever want to make lines, money, lines, buy a Starbucks. Lines. Oh my gosh! So uh, things that you know you really indulge in, things that really would Which hurt to give away, you know. right? To really yes. give up and stuff. But what's interesting is that while you're fasting from all these, what you're really doing is trying to hone and and practice the virtue of temperance. Oh, temperance yeah. is the virtue we're trying we're trying to rein in those physical desires those parts of the five senses that we desire because we're human material people right, right. and so it's a really good idea to kind of click that but little it, switch and think discipline. about right discipline. think about okay don't think about what you're giving up but think about what you're going to gain and how you are in control of your desires and not your desires being in control of you. you. That's right. right. Don't give in. Oh, just right. give in. No, and don't And so, indulge. you know, absolutely give up the meat and things on Friday. Um, make sure you abstain and you fast on the days required, uh, the Fridays and Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. And those are, it's right. very important. And it sounds simple, but I don't think a lot of people actually do right. it. Right. So I'll mention again, just in case you're wondering, 14 yes, and under. Um, <clears throat> my understanding is you do not have to uh, abstain uh, from meat and although, fast. Although we would say that we know a lot of families of that do it all ages. Oh, I just heard it now ringing across the Guadalupe Radio Network south <laughs> and central Texas. All the kids listening. Oh, you see, we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to. And the mom goes, no, 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 our family no, no, do right. it. <laughs> listen to mom and listen to dad. You need yeah, to do that. Yeah, your dad is the authority. <laughs> yes. Remember that. So, uh, But uh, over 14, uh, participate. Uh, you're, you're required to participate. Of course, again, all and the little caveats. And sometimes it's at their sacraments. So if they've received Holy Communion, Usually, you would expect them to be following the liturgical year and the and the things that we do. Right. And so, if they're at the age of reason, I would suggest you know um, that you keep that in mind too, and maybe right. lower the age to right. Right. seven. But so I know we know families yeah, that yeah. the kids do it no matter what the so age. So fifteen to sixty um, adhere to those abstaining from meat <clears throat> on uh, Good Friday and Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. in addition to all the Fridays in Lent. Fasting. But fasting on that Good Friday and Ash Wednesday as well. Um, different and, forms and fasting available. is like um, like really two, having two, two small meals. meals that would equal like One. a little less yeah. than a meal. Or, right. It's very, you know... Specific, and then have your have have one meal, and then have the other two not equal right. more than that one meal. So you know, or or go for it. You know, right. maybe fast on bread and water, whatever, whatever works for you. But but do but that little careful. extra struggle. Yeah, but also be careful because God does not want you to um, suffer in the wrong ways. He wants you to suffer in the right ways, and so you have to really be um, discerning about what it is God's calling you to do, wow. and not forget. Four and minutes. and one thing I want you to remember is that you not only do you fast from like food and things of the senses. How about fasting from snarky remarks? Or from fasting from anger, criticism, or laziness, or sloth, or complaining, or whining, or maybe you fast from overspending, or maybe you add thirty minutes to your day, wake up right. earlier, and pray for those thirty minutes, or fifteen minutes. Right. You no, know, add add good and holy things to it as well. You maybe know. you fast from indulging yourself in certain things. Yeah. Maybe you fast from superfluous buying things that you don't really need. Turn off that, you know, maybe uh, make ordering it all, that. <laughs> maybe it's all Catholic that, you know, whether it's YouTube or. or right, thing, we've you know, done that. Yes. We've fasted from, from television, maybe from cable, maybe from the things that you indulge yourself in. And and don't think of it as, oh, man, I'm going to have to take. Look at the fruits. Think of it as, as okay, so what am I going to learn from this? Let's see if I can do it. Let's. I'm tough. Am I going to wear the, the badge of Christian warfare? Mm. Am I going to do that? Okay, and then finally we're going to talk about alms real quick because it's really easy to say, oh, that's easy. I give every day. I give every Sunday. Or, you know, I give to this and that and I donate to this and that. Tithing is very, very yeah. important as a Catholic. 
It's something that we don't necessarily do very well. We're not known, you and know, do for better. great tithers. But it says, you know, um, in and Tobit in the Bible, it says prayer and fasting are good, but better than either is almsgiving accompanied by righteousness. It is better to give alms than to store up gold for almsgiving saves one from death and expiates every sin. Those who regularly give alms shall enjoy a full life. Oof. Yeah, so this Say is like, you know, those who, those regu- who regularly give, give alms shall enjoy a full from. life. Wow. Isn't that important? Wow. And then I have another quote from uh, Matthew. Jesus presented almsgiving as a necessary part of Christian life. He says, when you give alms, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by men. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Mm, That doesn't sound good. And when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. He doesn't say if you give alms. He says when you give alms. So it's really important. Make an alms box for the kids to put their little change in. Make sure you, maybe you decide to donate to a special cause. Have your kids donate their toys. Maybe you go through your closet and figure out things you can donate. There's lots of ways to do it, but most importantly, do it quietly. Don't go around telling the world that you're doing it. That's right. Absolutely. So, so with a minute left to go in the show, maybe a minute and a half, uh, let's wrap it up because I, of course, I need to mention. Okay, (laughs) so what's really interesting is that we have this opportunity to sit down and think about it. Maybe tonight when you're having your family dinner, have everyone go around the table and just throw out a few ideas of what you can do as a family. Because you can do things as a family, as a group, and things you can do as individuals. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Have some conversation about it. Because now's the time. It's the season before the season. Mm -hmm. So we have time to prepare. You get your kids motivated. You get your spouse motivated. And you say, okay, this is what we're going to do as a family. And then you hold each other accountable. But more importantly, you struggle together to, to earn that virtue of temperance, to earn that make that penance, make that reparation and console the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. And maybe you think you have a new idea. Um, share that on Facebook. Absolutely. Share it in there. the comments Use it for right good. now Use for the social post. media for the good. Uh, so uh, I want to thank uh, mm-hmm. all of you for tuning in today. Of course, Michelle, man, those wonderful comments. Uh, thank you I for know, sharing that awesome, as well. Michelle. God bless you. Uh, we'll put some links again on, on this, but I do want to remind you uh, the raffle. The raffle. <laughs> Folks, please get your raffle tickets at grnonline.com. Do it today or you just might forget. And tune in next Monday here to Rise and Walk as we interview uh, the local folks putting on the Pilgrim Center of Hope, the yeah. Catholic Men's Conference here in San Antonio. But until then, may all of us continue to Rise and Walk. God bless you all. Bye, we'll everybody. Catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk. If you had a chance to do something personally to help end abortion, would you do it? From February 17th through March 28th, you'll have the opportunity to say yes with 40 Days for Life. 40 Days for Life peacefully says to the abortion business, no more. Join thousands around the world for 40 days of prayer and fasting, vigil and outreach. Visit 40daysforlife.com slash San Antonio to get involved. That's 40daysforlife.com slash San Antonio and sign up for an hour to pray.
Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in the pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs are available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. You're invited to attend the traditional Latin Mass each Sunday at St. Timothy Catholic Church, located at 1515 South Theo Street in San Antonio. Holy Mass begins at 2 p.m. Join this vibrant community of Catholics as we participate in the beauty and reverence of the extraordinary form. If you grew up with this Mass and want to experience it again, or if you're just curious, visit us this Sunday at 2 p.m. at St. Timothy's Catholic Church. We look forward to seeing you there. Faith, hope, charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. And also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.